And, you know, he gets to play with a legitimate point guard. So I think that goes a long way for him. And actually setting that table before him, actually getting, you know, Fred even said it, you just having a point guard to actually help these young players and put them in the proper spots to succeed, which they've never had in their career. They've never had, it, consistently, they may get a game, a couple games here and there where maybe um, either it's, a, it was Kevin Porter at the time, or I can't think of another. Dacian Nix. Wow. Uh, not Dacian Nix. <laughs> but um, there are these Help guys that kind of help put them into position. Shout out to Charlie. Uh, that put them in a proper position to yeah. succeed. They You actually have that now. It's established. Yeah. It's there. The fulcrum is set. And mm-hmm. now, you know, now it's all about, you know, it shouts to Freddie. The last thing I'm going to say here before we uh, move on, but uh, shouts to Fred because Freddie himself even said, he's like, you know, this is great. This is nice. First day of school vibes. It's fantastic. But he wants to play. He's like, I just want to fucking play. Like, yeah, I can't wait to start He's playing. ready. Yeah, exactly. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your Commissioner Kenny. With me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, after... Almost six, pretty much six some odd months. Um, we can now say with smiles in our face and joys in our heart that Houston Rockets basketball is back. It is so damn back. So damn back. Excited, man. Um, you know, like this is just pretty much the beginning. Uh, training camp starts tomorrow in Louisiana. And these guys look like they are locked and loaded and ready and prepared. And like, we will be there. Nope. Psych. We're not there. No. Nope. <laughs> We want to. We have day jobs, unfortunately. We'd, we'd like to be there at some point. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> but I, you know what? Media day, I think, like, kind of coming and going. Uh, obviously, this was kind of like a day that was kind of marked on calendars for all the Houston Rockets folks out there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a day, an occasion marked in Summit mm-hmm. as well because it marks the return of the season. And, of course, you know, we had our season return with well, our season premiere with uh, one Vernon yeah. Maxwell. Shout out to Vernon. Shout out to Vernon, you know, for friend of the Summit officially. So, GM, you know, let's open this episode as we open every episode. You know, check, check in. A little life check right quick. A little wellness check even. You didn't even have lunch today. You said you were... Crackers, crackers in hand, a bottle of water, acting I, like I you're was, dealing was, with a stomach I virus over here. I was very busy today. What's going on? Oh, man. What's going on, man? Get your shit together. Bro. Well, I, had a, I had a protein shake for lunch. You know, that was good. That was decent, you know? What was in the protein shake? Um, I just curious. got that lean body, 40 gram protein. I went to Bucky's. What was the flavor? Uh, cookies and cream. I was like, man, bro, you better choose right, my guy. You, I, I, I swear if you went vanilla. Naturally, I'm a vanilla guy. You are. But when I get protein, like I prefer cookies and cream. And fuck you, man. <laughs> but, you know, like... Cookies, so cookies excited and cream to be back. is very solid. <laughs> I look, dude, I am a cookies and cream stan over aficionado. here, Aficionado. I'm an aficionado. I am a stan. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a connoisseur of sorts. Uh, cookies and no, cream. we can call Jalen Green and Alperin Shangoon cookies and cream. Oh my... <laughs> Yo! Did we just come up with another shirt? Cookies and cream? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. if the one... Yeah. If the two... The one-two combo, you know... Decides to slice and dice, you know, on the the DHOs all the time, you know, like why not? I mean, what is DHO? Dribble handoff, brother. Oh, uh, okay. I was gonna be like, what does that mean? Designated hitting off 
by the way, oh, by the way, shout outs to uh, the Texans uh, for continually winning. So Apollo Texans, they're on the, they're on the come up right now, fucking killing the game. Uh, Astros yeah. made it into the playoffs as well. So Division you know, shout outs to Houston sports that dash are knocking on the door of the playoffs. They're right Dynamo on the cusp. Won the Open Cup. Rockets are back, dude. The city is thriving right yeah, now. Yeah, this is this is probably the most excitement we've experienced like overall sports I'm so excited. in a very long time. I know, I'm psyched. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, dude, like this is probably the most we've had any sort of excitement since 2018. Uh, you know, the Texans were in the playoffs. I mean, I don't think there was much hope then. Yeah, Astros frankly. had won, Astros uh, had just won their title, and the Rockets were you know in the midst 65 of 65 win 65 season, and 17. So, right. The, shout out to Gerald Green. He was at Media Day. I just saw a random picture. Of oh him yeah, Gerald Green. Up. Shout out to Gerald Green. We need you on the podcast, brother. Yeah, I know. I've been saying, you know, maybe, maybe working on it. Maybe not. I cannot confirm nor deny. But one day, yeah, one day it will happen. <laughs> but bottom line, let's go ahead and get into this GM uh, Rockets Media Day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's such a fun occasion. It's such a it's a soiree of sorts. Um, just kind of getting the media into the building, kind of getting to meet the players as well as it's like you get that first day of school. Yeah, vibes. it's a major first day of school vibes. Right. You know, everyone meets in the auditorium and, you know, you get like your schedule and everyone's going to peer off to their own little section of uh, the arena. You know what You're I mean? Kind of digging and into the rabbit hole on this one. I'm kind just of, a little bit. Just I was like, I was like, is there some PTSD we're kind of dealing with on the side here? I have zero PTSD, <laughs> but, you know, first day of school vibes. First it is first day of school vibes for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I, I was super psyched. I uh, was able to catch a little bit of the stream. Me and the GM do work our day jobs. We were able to kind of uh, lag, but we were able to catch up, kind of uh, stay in tune with the, especially all the quotes and stuff mm-hmm. that's been happening. Uh, it was a very special day, a very fun day uh, in terms of Rockets content, kind of getting that Rockets content back. And it's kind of slipping into the forefront now, which I'm very happy about because it's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into this now. Uh, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room first and foremost. That's, uh, that's the first subject I kind of want to tackle right out of the gate, <laughs> which, hey... Hey, kudos, shout-outs to Rafael Stone and uh, Coach Ime Udoka. They didn't shy away from it. They attacked it, right, yeah, from I mean, the opener. Rafael Stone, like before even taking any questions, had to uh, uh, set a precedent and set a you statement. you got to give credit where credit's due. That, 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 that's yeah, very I smart. I mean, there, very there are definitely good things that he said. There are certain yeah. things that he had said that I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not so sure, man. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it was acknowledged, and that's kind of what matters. But, you know, there are definitely certain things – uh, that couldn't be said in terms of answers, but you know, if you dig in between the lines, maybe you'll find what you're looking for. I'm gonna, you know, hit you with a little quote action. Absolutely, a little, little quote ski. One time, me. give it to me. Uh, Raphael Stone did a, a, did address the elephant in the room and won a uh, Kevin Porter Jr. amidst the allegations that have taken place uh, a little, a little less than a month ago now. A couple weeks have gone by since uh, the arrest, but uh, to quote. Raphael Stone, he said, the allegations are deeply troubling. I informed him he could not be a part of the Houston Rockets organization. He has not been with the team, and he will not be here Mm -hmm. at Media Day. So just to kind of tear from that quote alone, and there was also another quote on the side where Raphael Stone says that there wasn't any... Um, any incidents uh, to this magnitude that he was aware of as well. If, if you so, see the way he worded it, he yes. said, true incidents lawyer, true lawyer. of it's a lawyer this doing lawyer magnitude. I, He's not stating that there were incidents prior that could have been a little bit less in terms of impact, but he said in 
terms of in forms of this magnitude, of which this is in moment, its own right. little world. The the answer mm. was not clear. You know, he avoided everything else. Right. And it's just said, you know, I, I mean, frankly, that's that's pretty much how I view it. How I you kind of unpacked it. Well, yeah, I mean, quote. yeah. Raphael Stone is a lawyer. My man knows how to speak lawyer. So uh, for him, he worded it in a way that doesn't answer the complete question, but gives the answer that the team is comfortable with giving. So. Well, I think they, they have to... <coughs> well, the rule right now is, is that the NBA has full jurisdiction over this case right now. Absolutely. So as of now, he can't address too much. I mean, I think they, him and Ime Udoka did the best that they could with kind of the tools that were in front of them, I guess. Um, yep. You can't kind of go and you can't, you know, go into too much depth depth, and you can't incriminate yourself in the process of that because you're you're under the thumb of the NBA currently. Absolutely. So there's a lot, you know, to unpack in regards to that. And I think that's kind of where they stand right now. And they attacked it the best yeah, that they Yeah, but I mean, you know, like um, with acknowledging it and right. not stating that he will join the team or can't comment well, he said he's on the not fact a part. That, can't comment on the fact that he's not that he will be gone from the team either. Well, he said that he was that he's not a part of the Rockets organization. Yeah. So it's not like he said part of the Rockets organization for now. He literally no. said this he is not a part yeah. of the Houston Rockets. Period. Yeah. And then Jonathan Fagan asked him like, "Will Kevin Porter Jr. play for the Rockets again?" He said, "I can't answer that." Uh, that's up to the NBA, and that's exactly how it is. Well, you know? and he really so, can't. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, and never say never. To, yeah, and we don't obviously want to go into too much depth on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, this is kind of the the table that's been set before the Houston Rockets right now. They can't really make any moves, anything short of trading. I think mm-hmm. they could trade him. Yeah. Um, outright right now. Yeah. Like this this moment, we could yeah. get a random Kevin Porter trade that could yeah. happen right now. Right now, but yeah, but for real though, they could not uh, get anything settled in until the mm-hmm. NBA closes on their side of the case, which yeah. will give, which will they would address the findings to the Rockets and Tillman and Rafael Stone and Ime Udoka, and then they will make their decision at that moment and decide what what's best for the team. Yeah, cut, trade, whatever. Absolutely. So. They addressed it the best that they could. Um, another quote that stuck out to me was Ime Udoka uh, mentioning, uh, talking about how they're going to fill that void of Kevin Porter Jr. Obviously not being on a team from a basketball perspective now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a hole to be to be uh, filled. filled here mm-hmm. with Kevin Porter not being on the team anymore. So he did specifically, he highlighted one Cam Whitmore. Who I think MVP of summer league. That is somebody who remember at the beginning, uh, like the beginning of uh, right after they got drafted, we were like, oh, he's probably gonna see G League. Um, but with the departure of Kevin Porter Jr. now, I mean, you you may see a guy that may sneak his way into the season a little earlier than expected, a la Josh Christopher back in 2021. I yeah. see something like that kind of happening mm-hmm. right now. Emi Udoka, uh, glowing praise right now for Cam Whitmore, Amen Thompson. Yeah. Um, what, what were your overall thoughts about uh, kind of after hearing that, <laughs> filling that void of Kevin Porter now and, and who's going to supplant those minutes? Well, I, I do like Emi Udoka's confidence uh, in the rookie. I do too. Uh, giving Both him, rookies. Uh, you know, giving him essentially the stamp of approval in the way of saying that, like, yeah. you know, he, he, he could win this job. Uh, but let's not forget also that there's a certain player on the trading block that is available uh, that was traded from Boston to Portland, uh, a Malcolm Brogdon. And I do love me some Brogdon. I'm going to say this. Well, like, you're a big Brogdon guy. I was always a big Brogdon guy. Yeah. Um, you know, like Malcolm Brogdon is a great catch and shoot 
three-point guy, you know? Like, he shoots almost 40% from three. The only issue there is there are two things. Injuries. He has a hard time staying healthy, which definitely is, uh, you know, that's definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need people to play on the court in order to sustain victories. Uh, But also, number two, the man's getting paid, what, two years, $45 I believe, is uh, the value of the— contract. Yes. And, I mean, that's a lot of money. But with the way the CBA is moving, it might not be too much. But I think everyone values that money differently. There's a lot of discourse that can go on in terms of whether or not we do acquire Malcolm Brogdon and the issues that are presented in terms of what he does. But I believe that as a player, and he's essentially labeled as a point guard, but you know he doesn't have to play point guard per se. Do you uh, want him, though? Do you want Yes, I want Malcolm Brogdon. As much as I love Cam Whitmore, I'm not saying that Cam Whitmore isn't deserving. He obviously has to earn his spot, and I believe that that's definitely a possibility. But I do like the idea of Malcolm Brogdon helping out the bench with the backcourt uh, in addition to Amen Thompson. I like it. Uh, My thought process with that is is that you can never go wrong with having too many vets. Yeah, yeah. And Brogdon is still young enough. Uh, to where he can still be substantial. But he's still old enough to be a vet. But old enough he's to be, also especially on around. this team. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's played in Milwaukee. He's played for Boston. He's played for two franchises. Two franchises win, that win well. mm-hmm. very recently. And if he can bring that over to Houston, that's just another piece of the pie that, you know, that helps in regards to moving forward. But... Um, no, can fuck I, it, I'm in, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Fuck it. See, I'm there in. you go. Yeah, I worked sure, really hard me. in that convincing. Yeah, but let's let's me. let's let's talk about That's one fine. more Ime Yadoka quote. Okay, go ahead. Hit me. Um, you know, they're 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 you know, Jalen Green. Someone mm-hmm. asked about Jalen Green, and Ime Yadoka mm-hmm. said that he mm-hmm. knows that Jalen can score. Uh, he knows that Jalen can pass and he can move, but he wants him to be a better all-around player. And especially improve his defense. And shout out to Ime Adoka. I mean, I wouldn't consider it a call out, but it's pretty much common knowledge that Jalen Green wasn't the best defender in terms of numbers. Uh, he did show effort uh, when it was one on one and at the end of games when he was more focused. But I think Ime is trying to figure out a way to get him to be focused and locked in for the whole 48 minutes. My question to you, mm. Kamish, mm-hmm. is how does that make you feel? Uh, do you believe that Jalen Green could be that top guy that Nimi Odoka is hoping for. Well, the, the thing is, with, the way it works with me is that Jalen is the type of guy where he already has all the tools in the world yeah. to be successful. We know this. We're going yeah. into year three with Jalen right now. My thought process here is that he has the tools. Now it's all about refining it. Now it's all about what he can do. He averaged 22 points a game, so we know that he is more than capable of scoring. Yeah. There are so... You know, we're in the... We're in the this is the type of league now where, you know, no offense to the 22 and above point scores, but a lot of players can score around 22 points a game now. It's, yeah, it's very it's, high scoring. It's more common than So it is before. very common. You know, uh, I'm not going to say uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood won. You know, he averaged more than 22 points a game in a Houston Rocket uniform. Did He, he did? Move? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I don't recall. Oh, I don't you need to double check. We can check behind me, obviously. You can fact check me one time. I could be lying. I could be a truther. Who Let's knows? see. But... Jalen Green, for me, like, a lot of players can score 22 points a game. So we know his ability to score. I love okay, the fact yeah, that... Yeah, 21 points and okay, 9 well, rebounds. Well, that was close. Okay, though. close. That was close, close enough. That was close. Well, it was close so. enough. So, but you obviously can tell he's not moving the needle. And I think that's what Ime Doka wants. It's now the little things to refine his game. Mm-hmm. A la, I know people don't want to hear this because of the rep he has now, but a la a James Harden taking that leap of not just being a scorer for the Thunder... 
um, but becoming that guy for the Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. where James started to really refine the passing, uh, really refine his defense. A better team defender. Don't laugh. A better team defender. <laughs> he got better. A better team defender. You know, that is what we want to see out of Jalen. I, mean, I think o- we should only talk about players that have attended media day because apparently, uh, you know, two and th- what, James two and Harden four years? Three didn't years? attend a media day. Oh my God. He gosh. didn't attend the media day in Houston. I know. And no, he did- didn't. He didn't, and then did you see that he's so? Did you see that uh, he said he if he if he does attend a training camp, he's gonna like look to sabotage it. The first thing that popped in my head is and I I forgot to tweet it. Dang it, you know it would have been a great tweet to pop off, but it would have been like you know big fat suit hours over here because it's it's as it's it should happening. as it should be. It's happening. Um, I mean, unless he goes like full Gandhi and just decides that's just get really skinny. <laughs> I'll, I don't know. I'll just say this. I don't know what I'm gonna get from him. My, th- this guy is a petulant child. Uh, no offense to everyone that I don't know how he shifted from Jalen to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, just, just, let, <laughs> yeah, just let me yeah, comment. Just let okay, me comment. Okay, let me, let me cook. Let okay, me cook. all right, I'm gonna let you cook for for a before brief I get back moment. to Jalen. Just that he's a petulant child. Uh, I'm 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 bewildered, but I'm also. I tweeted today. Can't be overstated how happy I am that this guy did not join our team. Thank you, Imeyadoka, for taking this distraction away and not giving him the money that he wanted from here. So. Thank you, sir. I don't know, man. You yeah. say you, I mean, he saved us. Yeah, no, he did. He did. I, Some I get people it. would disagree. No, okay. I don't disagree, and I'm not going to go into depth because I can devote a whole episode to to, to Harden. We're not going, to. which we've had talked about at length at nauseum in the past. But to circle back to Jalen, though, um, what? Yeah, I love that Ime Udoka is issuing the challenge now. It's like, and and I think you're going to see that, and I think that's going to be a theme, not the theme for the season, but a theme. Yeah, challenging, mm-hmm. challenging his guys, pushing them. Pushing them back, you know, getting them to stop these bad habits that they developed over the last several years. That's another key here for Jalen. I think Jalen needs to stop yeah. the bad habits I mean, that year, he's kind year of. Three is a big year. Exactly. Yeah. This is huge for him. So, I think right now what the, what Ime has said is perfect. Uh, Ime is the type of coach where I know he's not just a, he's not a talking head. He's not a figurehead. He's he's gonna put his money where his mouth is. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna step up uh, to Jalen Green. Do I think Jalen Green makes the year three leap? Absolutely. I think he is more than poised, he, uh, which we're going to go into in a little bit, but we're going to talk about a couple of his quotes as well. But he does he does go into depth on Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. um, on how he calls him big bro already. So, you know, we're, like I said, we're going to go into depth on that. So let's move on uh, here. I think the next uh, person that came to the podium was a Fred Van Vliet. Yo, dude. That's our point guard. President. Now. President Fred? Am I here for President Fred? I'm all for that. President Fred 2024? Mayor Fred? Like, dude came and I have... Dude, I have not seen a Houston Rocket walk up, sit down, like, handle... Handle the... You know, shouts to Dex. uh, With the the four pillars. (laughs) My man had decorum. He had couth. He had wherewithal. He had feel. He had all four pillars of what it takes to be a professional. Uh, Shout-outs to Fred Van Vliet, first and foremost, before we go into depth on him. Because I, I loved what he said. I loved the way he conducted himself in this interview. And yeah. it's just been so fucking long since we've gotten someone like this. One of the quotes, obviously, um, is uh, which he opened with, was saying that he, he's looking forward uh, to getting to work. Uh, and starting the build and starting to get the rockets to where they need to be. That mm-hmm. is that's great because you know what that shows me. The rebuild's over. 
Yep. Like, there's no excuse anymore here. GM, I've talked a little bit about what I thought about Fred, and I'll go into depth a little bit more, but, you know, thoughts and opinions, obviously, on that quote alone and how Fred ultimately presented himself this media day and moving forward. I'll say this. One word that comes to mind when I see Fred VanVleet, business. He is down to business, and he is ready to perform. Suit uh, up the, the way that he was just talking his demeanor, he's very calm, but he was very concise with his words, and he wanted the media especially the you know the media here to know that like hey you know we're we're, we're not we're not going to be the same team i'm here to change a culture you know Jer- uh jalen green called him big bro you know and fred van vliet you can see that the way his personality is he's calm cool and collected a lot of these guys are youth youthful and you know you would say youthful angst you know that's it's kind true. of how it is and how they carry it uh, Fred Van Vliet is there to balance it out, and I'm so happy that a that he is here because he's the point guard. And what does the point guard do on the court? Settles everybody down. Settles the and game. And you right. can't find a better personality. He might not be the biggest point guard. He might not be the best point guard. But I think he's the best point guard for the Rockets today. And mm. I think that well said. with him being here, it's just gonna it. Things are just going to explode in terms of, you know, maturity, wealth. Uh, you know, there's going to be – you're going to see a lot more accountability with guys like Fred Van Vliet on this team. I think they're going to surprise. I'm telling you. I think this team, they got – there's something. I can't put my finger on it. There's something he, on this team. He's all in. I am. I really am. No, I really am. And I'm not like – I'm conservative, but uh, hey, man. Do you, I, do you live conservative? Come on, my brother. I do live very conservatively. But at the same time, you know, Fred, Fred Fred, is the right guy for this team. And he is the right voice to be next to Ime Yudoka. And I think that with with just – with oh, like, the, oh, the overall, well, I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, say it. The overall <laughs> aspect, man. Like this team is going places. Um, I don't know about six seed places, but hey, man, we can all wish, we can all hope, and we can all have the commission's positivity. Well, People I, are in with you it. Know what, you know what? I'm just going to – I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. I'm just going to – I'm going to fall through on this. But, GM, can we just say this? Can, can, we put, can we put a flag and a stamp on this? Professionalism is so damn back for the Rockets. Yeah. We – professionalism is back, and you cannot – I cannot, like – overstate yeah. how important this is like it's a big deal professionalism is so damn back on mm-hmm. the rockets and i'm i'm here for it I, I think one of the big things for me for fred van vliet was he talked about his contract and how he felt like he needed to earn it yep i think that was that was big there's there's players and, and you know and i can say this player's name because he fucking said it himself even on his own podcast chandler parsons got the 95 bet million dollar bag and he fucking phoned it in he admitted it so but I love that Fred decided no. He said, I want to be worthy. I mean, he didn't say this verbatim, but he wants to be worthy of the contract that he's getting, being the most paid uh, undrafted player, a player that takes pride in that. You know, he's trying to thrive. He wants to, he's not just excited. He even said, like, you know, this is the challenge I want to take. He's yeah. like, I'm built for it. This is a challenge that I'm built for. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Yeah. It shows that he is not just committed to his own contract. You know, and a lot of players have a tendency to do that, and I get that. Yeah, you get throw someone throws a hundred million at you. I get it. You know, to go to a team that's not good. You've yeah. been historically bad the last three years. Fred VanVleet is choosing to come in and say, you know what? No, 
no, I want this. I want to be Jalen's big bro. I want to be Jabari's big bro. I want to teach Amen Thompson how to play the right right basketball. I want to teach Jalen Green how to be a proper professional. I want to attack Tari Eason when need be. I want to um, address things in the locker room when they need to be addressed. This is the type of player and the accountability that not only Ime Udoka has, but by getting players like Fred Van Vliet, like Dylan Brooks, to hold the young players accountable. It cannot be overstated enough. Another quote that stuck out in my mind um, was obviously his impressions on Jalen Green, which I thought were fucking huge. Mm -hmm. So one first and foremost for me was is that he said, you know, a lot on defense. Oh, sorry. No, I was reading a different quote. He said uh, that that he's thought of Jalen Green as a a very explosive talent. Uh, He sees him as a natural scorer. Hey, man. He's got that dog in him. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, talking about Jalen. Uh, said that he always admired his game from afar, and he's excited that he uh, excited to help him uh, as he takes the next step. GM, um, obviously, you know this is big time here in terms of of for the Rockets in terms of Jalen Green. What 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 from Fred said uh, in terms of Jalen Green and, and the synergy that they're going to get. This is the starting backcourt of the mm-hmm. NBA. What's your overall opinion on that? Or oh, sorry, starting backcourt for the Rockets, not the NBA. They could be. They could be. <laughs> I think that for Jalen Green, this is going to do a lot for him in terms of having an actual point guard, first of all, a point guard that is a point guard, uh, a point guard that can lead the team and lead the way in terms of personality, attitude, and maturity. Uh, When it comes to point guard, when it comes to the point guard position, it takes a very special person to be able to handle that responsibility because you're not just leading Mm -hmm. yourself, you're leading the team, you're the secondary voice of the coach. Uh, for Jalen Green, I think for him, that goes a long way because he has someone that he can learn from. Uh, Fred Van Vliet isn't the biggest guy. He's actually relatively undersized, and he's, he still fights. And I think when you see your point guard who gets paid, I don't know, 10 times as much as you, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. Uh, but uh, Oh, good word, by the way, facetious. <laughs> word of the day calendar. I I'm use that kidding, word I'm all kidding. the time. I know you do say facetious often, <laughs> but um, just not on the show. But he does not say it definitely often. not on the show. Maybe on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> probably, probably, probably. <laughs> What's it called? Um, for Jalen, you know, it, it, it's just it, it's it's something that you know, personality-wise, it'll go a long way, help his growth and maturity. He has two guys there, Ime and you know, and uh, Fred. Let's not even forget Dylan Brooks, the villain. You know, in terms of just guys that are just dogs everywhere. And I think it's just going to do a lot for him and motivate him to do his part on the defensive end and improve in other aspects of his game. Because we already know that he can shoot. Uh, he has got one of the quickest first steps in the league. He can pass the ball and dish off when, you know, when help is coming. But we need to see more from Jalen. And this is a very pivotal season for him. But he's got the right people around him, he's got the right pieces. And I think Fred Van Vliet is just one big piece for him. Probably I mean, the, maybe the biggest yeah, piece I mean, of his career. You saw, you saw them working so out far, a lot yeah. over the summer. That's what I'm saying. Up, There's an established There's a, synergy it's, already. It's a big deal, and you can exactly. tell that Jalen has bought into playing with Fred. And, you know, he gets to play with a legitimate point guard. So I think that goes a long way for him. And actually setting that table before him, actually getting, you know, Fred even said it, you just having a point guard to actually help these young players and put them in the proper spots to succeed, which they've never had in their career. They've never had it consistently. They may get a game, a couple games here and there where maybe um, either it's a, it was Kevin Porter at the time or I can't think of another. Dacian Nix. 
Wow. Uh, not Dacian <laughs> Knicks. But um, there are these Have guys that kind of helped put them into position. Shout out to Charlie. Uh, that put them in a proper position to yeah. succeed. They You actually have that now. It's established. Yeah. It's there. The fulcrum is set. And mm-hmm. now... You know, now it's all about, you know, it shouts to Fred. The last thing I'm going to say here before we uh, move on, but uh, shouts to Fred because Freddie himself even said, he's like, you know, this is great. This is nice. First day of school vibes. It's fantastic. But he wants to play. He's like, I just want to fucking play. Like, yeah. I can't wait to start. He's playing. ready. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, we can't, I, I'm excited to also talk about this next person because we're about to fucking go in because it's a, it's the superstar. It's the, it's the superstar, the cornerstone of the Houston Rockets right now. It's, it's, it's Jalen Green. Okay, so we've already talked, like, you know, quite a lot already about Jalen and, and obviously highlighting him. And obviously we're going to highlight him because he's the star of the team, so it's 100% fine. But I do want to talk about a little bit about what uh, Jalen said in regards to this. And, and he kept <laughs> two words, by the way, which we should probably turn this into a t-shirt. Little things. He kept saying little things. Little things that we should probably just do, like, little little players. Yeah. Turn that into a fucking no, shirt. No, I mean, Blink-182 Blink said my it fellow, best. My all fellow the, fans. All the small things. So that was a little thing doing the little things. And I think that's kind of like what he was talking about. And and that was stood out to me was how many times he said little things. And I don't know what it was about that. And I think, but, but it is a nice microcosm of what is going to end up being the totality of, of his year and possibly the trajectory of his career now, because year three is it's the leap year. It's what we're expecting from him. Um, So what what was your opinion overall about, you know, Jalen green, obviously gain, gaining more weight dudes fucking, Jack now, like, yeah. like, like he's not well, not jacked, but yeah, he's, he's getting like a, a little yoked, man. Little, yeah. a little yoked action. I like yep. that. You know what I mean? Like so Seth, he's getting a little Seth Rollins like, and you know, you can respect that. He's gonna post shield. He's about to break out and be a star. You know, there you go. We're about to, you know, buy in here. So, GM, overall thoughts on uh, Jalen Green, kind of doing these, these, what he said, the little things to ultimately make the leap in his own career, but not, but not just his own career, but turn the Rockets mm-hmm. into winners. Just kind of rehash what we said earlier. I mean. You know, Ime Yudoka gave an initiative of focus for Jalen and, like he said, to focus on the other things outside of the scoring and the passing. Uh, and I think Jalen sees that. And I think, you know, Jalen has been working with him and to kind of figure out what will work for him moving forward in order to make the extra leaps, in order to be, go from promising young star to an actual star. Um you know, he also commented that he is t- he's ready to win. Uh, Jalen is ready to win. And when you got the right coach, you got the right players around you, uh, I think winning is something that's going to happen. But it does uh, ride a lot on Jalen Green's shoulders. He's going to carry this offense. And it's a responsibility that seems like he is willing to take. And I like the attitude and I like the personality. The man is not short of confidence. Never uh, has been. He doesn't need. He doesn't need to have a humble. Never, bone in his never body. been short. That's, that's fine. Of that, with me. That's for sure. But what I what 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 I want to see from Jalen is to just focus. You know, there are a lot of times on the court when he lost his focus, and the thing with Ime, uh, Fred, and you know other guys like Dylan, accountability will be a thing for Jalen. And in order to grow and to expand your game and mature, is learning how to. Be self-aware and understand your own shortcomings. And I think that Jalen's on the right track in terms of recognizing what he can be better in. And I think once he does that and he's able to completely focus and uh, leap into that echelon of player, then wins will come a lot more consistently for Houston. 
Yeah, no, I th- I agree. I think Jalen Green right now, um, take the lessons that he's learned, apply the lessons, yep, and take the leap that's meant to happen. So good stuff there, GM. Um, agree with you on all facets of their tip. Uh, very rare. I don't agree. Typically agree with everything you say, but that's not there. Yeah, pretty much agree with everything. That's on it's you. Good, I just good. everything I say is correct. Wow. Well, GM, do you have any quotes that you want to give right now? Because I'm not a. Uh, I, I can't. Wow. Well, let, wow. Let, let, let's dive into wow. uh, let's 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 dive into Kenny's favorite uncle, Uncle oh, Jeffrey. Oh, I love Uncle Jeff. Uncle Green. Jeff That's my guy. Green. I do want to talk and, about that. And you know, there's one big thing that because we didn't talk about uh, LP, but one thing that Jeff Green didn't mention was that LP has asked him how Nikola Jokic prepares and gets himself ready and. Um, just, just the way that he carries himself, and I think Jeff Green is the perfect person. He's another person with an with an NBA championship, in addition to Fred Fred Van Vliet. Um, he is like the perfect mix of what you need in a veteran. Uh, he's been through so many teams. He even compared this year's Rockets to the Oklahoma City Thunder when it was Kevin Durant, oh, love Russell that Westbrook, quote. Yep. James Harden. Yep. And love that quote. As a guy that's been around the block as much as him and has experienced as much of the league now, I mean, the guy entered the league when I was a senior in high school. I'm 33 years old now. It's kind of crazy, right? That's like 15, 14 years about. I don't know. But that's something that you cannot um, devalue. Right. The value of what he brings to the table is he he's not going to play every game. We know that. But his knowledge and his experience um, as a winner, he's won everywhere he goes. So it, it, it speaks volumes in terms of what he brings. But I love that, you know, guys like Al P are humbling themselves and asking uh, Jeff about um, Jokic, you know, because, I mean, that's a big deal. Uh that's and, the biggest and, deal. And, Are you kidding LP, me? As the MVP, you know, that's an a, NBA champion. A lot of people like to co- like a lot of people Jeez, like to compare. compare uh, everyone wants uh, to compare LP those two. I don't think it's fair. I, I, don't, I don't think, think it's fair. fair. I think it's a it's an unfair comparison. My opinion is my own, but I, it's not fair. <laughs> but I understand that LP wants to learn from the best and um, learning from someone like Jeff Green. That is uh, a big deal. I think like low key uh, to just kind of spotlight Jeff Green and to continue on to what you're saying. I think what he, the intangibles that he's gonna bring to the locker room is is like you're gonna you may look back like at, at this year and specifically from a vacuum and just be like fuck man Jeff Green actually really helped these this team. I feel like that is what's gonna happen. I feel like that's what's gonna happen this season. Is he gonna play every game? No. Is he going to, you know, play uh, spot minutes? Absolutely. Is he going to, you know, uh, start? Maybe he may. Maybe if, if enough players go down, he may start a few games. But he's that type of player. He's kind of that, that plug-and-play guy. Yeah, he's, you he's, need he's him. Like Jason Terry brought. Right, But right. I think he's better. If you need him, he's like break glass. You know what he is? He's the break glass in case of emergency. That's yeah. what he is. And, and there's no higher honor. If, if you are a young up-and-coming team, uh, you know, like Detroit Pistons, um, Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah. you know, player, teams like that with young players, Orlando Magic, like young players on a young core, there's no higher honor than, you know, than to be compared to that that early Oklahoma City Thunder team with a young Russell Westbrook, KD, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. I mean, we've always talked about that's that's a 30 for 30 in the future. Yeah. Like that, what could have been? Like that is the highest of honors. And to know that Jeff Green, who was on that team, mm-hmm. who experienced everyday life on that team, to compare that 
that team that was so close to winning a championship in when they were just at their infancy of their careers to compare this Houston Rockets team, Amen Thompson, Jabari Smith Jr., uh, what is it, Jalen Green, Tari Eason, yeah. LP. LP, all these guys, and you yeah. can argue the talent is through the freaking roof with this team. It's all about putting the pieces, and 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 this is what the, the vets all said something. They all echoed the same sentiments. The talent's there. We're not questioning the talent. Yeah, the talent. Individually, these are studs, but yeah. it's all about synergy and creating teamwork and team effort and turning talent into Ws. I think mm-hmm. that's. I think you know turning. Talents to wins. Oh, that's another. Oh, man. man, We're just coming up with t-shirt ideas everywhere. But turning talent into wins is everything. And I think that has kind of been the mantra of this team. And Jeff Green cultivating that him just being in that locker room is just going to pay dividends down the road. Absolutely. I think there's going to be games where you're just going to be like, fuck, man. Like, this is why. Like, LP, oh, my God. He's he's playing a lot better on defense now. He's actually committing. He had a big stop in the fourth quarter against the Indiana Pacers. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. How did that happen? Jeff Green, who's the one pulling him to the sideline? Jeff Green. I'm guaranteed it was probably Jeff Green doing it. So, you know, that it's just great having that, especially with the guy, and him and uh, his backup as well, uh, Alp's backup, J- uh, Jock Lawndale. I think just having these veterans here. Yes, mate. I'm sorry, was that your accent? <laughs> was that your accent? I'm sorry? Yeah, that was my accent. What yeah. were you trying to be? Was that your Australian? He's Australian. That was your Australian. Australian for beer? No, that that was terrible. Don't mind me. He said, I might. I might. Toss a few shrimp on my barbie. Don't do that. No, that's how you sounded. (laughs) You sounded like if you sound... I don't want to say it. You sounded like if John Laurinaitis had like a cold... And try to go with an Australian accent. That that that's exactly what you try to be. Shout out to my wrestling fans. I don't I remember what John about. Understand the how, how he would say his thing. His he job. talks like this. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Executive VP of talent relations. Ac- accent. I yeah. didn't expect that that accent to be so perfect, but that was good. That was like, that was okay. that, that was really goes, good. You're, okay, mate. You might but, be on some Paul George levels of uh, impersonations there. Yeah, yeah, that was next level. That is, <laughs> what is it? Was it the Charles Charles Barkley? Okay, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go depth on that. Paul George is not a rocket. God, I wish he was though, because just for that accent alone. Um, but Jeff Green just kind of being on that on this team, I think is going to obviously pay dividends. Let's maneuver now. I do want to talk about uh, uh, some quote. Uh, well, a, a quote about Dylan Brooks that really stood out to me. You know, we're just kind of jumping quote to quote now, and this is great. This is kind of yeah. what I wanted. I wanted to bounce back. You know, <laughs> bouncing to the GM and commissioner and back and forth. It's like we're playing pickleball or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't even play pickleball. Uh, Shouts to the pickleball players in the world because apparently that's a thing now. Um, Dylan Brooks says that he has a, a big chip uh, on his shoulder. Uh, he can't wait. He already has it penciled in. And he said he's excited at the opportunity to play his former team four times this season. Dude, Dylan is out for blood. Our, let me tell y'all right now. He's our villain, okay? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what you thought of him before. Because there's a lot of people that hated Chris Paul before he was a rocket. You you included. Dylan Brooks. And, and I'm going to shout outs to MJF real quick. All these wrestling references, like as we do every episode. Um, he's like, I am not just a douchebag. I am ready to be your douchebag. So, he may be a villain, but gosh darn it, he is our villain now touche put that shit yeah. on a t-shirt we'll not confirm nor deny but 
<laughs> Dylan Brooks obviously penciling that in. Coming yeah. fresh, you know, he needs the he needs the P you know, not just a not a PR makeover, I'm sorry. But you know, the way he went out. Mm-hmm. The way he went out. And that's how that's how the NBA remembers him right now. Yeah. Is how he went out. So and he did got and he didn't he didn't do any interviews, post game interviews, so obviously that was a part of it. But the fact that he's able to come back Kind of reshaped the image. Played so well for Team Canada. A defensive player during the FIBA the defensive player award for the FIBA games, and now turning around here, uh, saying all the right things, being a leader, holding players accountable, mm-hmm. saying stuff like you know he has a big chip on his shoulder. He can't wait to face teams like the Grizzlies. I know Dylan Brooks is the type of petty player that have games fucking circled in into his calendar. He's gonna mark it. You know, yeah. so do, do you think he's a circle or a check guy? I think he's a check guy. I think he's a with check an angry guy. with an angry check. Yeah, I can see that. Shouts to Nike. Um, GM, what were your overall impressions from what he was saying, and and how excited are we now? Are we buying into the? Are we have we bought into the villain concept as of yet? I'm conservatively putting chips on the table for Dylan Brooks. Here he is. I will I support him as a Houston Rocket. I mean, I'm not. Brother. I'm not going to deny that I'm excited. I am excited. Absolutely, I'm excited. But there are still things that need to be seen. Um, he did humble himself and say that he understands that uh, his role on this team is. Probably not take as many shots. One, that's huge. Oh yes, to but, control I mean, his shot selection. Well, I mean, granted, you love uh, to hear in it. Memphis. He was open a lot. He just missed a lot. So, um, hopefully, for Dylan, is that he understands that if he's given the shot, take the open shot. It's still a good shot. Key word though. You just got to hit it Can at I, a higher clip. Real, real quick though, I'm just gonna say this real quick. Two words, my friend, Ben Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, Ben Sullivan's working with Amen Thompson, so hopefully he helps Dylan. I mean, he. God, he needs it. But um, for Dylan, I'm happy that he is our villain. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. Everyone knows that. I gravitate more towards heels because I'm not a heel at all. I am it's like very the total diplomatic. Opposite. He's like Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, He's just and you know, like nice. I think it's awesome. But for Dylan, it's just more so a wait and see approach. I'm very excited that he's on our team. I've said it time and time again. Me too. Um, I want to see the culture. I want to see the maturity from him. In terms of understanding when to say something and when to not, um, I think he'll be more disciplined in terms of how he deals with media, how he does things, uh, but not being a distraction. We have a lot of young right. players on this team, and I think that guys like uh, Jalen, LP, Tari, Jabari, even other guys like Cam Whitmore, who can be seen as Fury as well, um, we we need there to be more uh, solidarity in terms of actions but i mean also you want dylan to be himself that's the way he's going to succeed and that's why he got paid 80 million dollars Oy, but that's not a bad contract i don't care what anyone says do you fine. see how much vassell just got paid from the spurs yeah but he i, I 160 I, I, million for five years i mean we're good with that contract but we're not going to be okay with the, four the, years the spurs eight? are paying uh you know their guys like how jerry buss was like raising the price tag of all his players before free agency shout out to winning time yeah Shouts the winning time. Okay, GM, I, I love everything that you did say, but however, um, conservatively buying in, nah, son, I am not. I am not conservative. I am extremely buying in. I am all in on Villain Brooks. Bring this man's energy. I'm telling you right now. Bookmark Villain Brooks. This, bookmark this quote. I don't know. We're probably in the forty something minute. I don't know what it is, but if you're watching on YouTube, especially by the by the way, uh, follow us on YouTube uh, at Apollo H O U. Uh, best content in Houston for sports. Um, GM, I, I'm telling you right now. There's going to be a big play. Uh, first game of the season. Picture it now. I'm, I'm going to paint you a word picture. Um, 
Houston's at Orlando, first game of the season. We're having our watch party, by the way, which we are going to have. Um, a big play in the fourth quarter happens. Uh, maybe it's going to be uh, Paolo Bancaro trying to take... Uh, maybe there's a switch, and Dylan Brooks switches on uh, Paolo Bancaro. There's going to be a big play where he's going to get a steal. He's going to play defense. He's going to get a charge. There's going to be a big play, and then he's just going to freaking earn. Like, he's going to scratch and claw. He's gonna be, there's going to be one moment during that game where he's going to make a pivotal play and the entire city of Houston's going to finally buy in to the to the to the gimmick that he almost call, that he pretty much calls uh villain that is villain Brooks and we are fucking buying into this. I'm, I don't care what anyone says. That play is going to happen and the entire city is going to fall in love with him in the process. I'm telling you right now. That play is going to happen. Bookmark it now. Dylan's going to make a big fucking play game 1 out of 82 to establish to set a precedent to let these young players know that an 80 million dollar guy is going to fucking you know that he's going to hustle and fall to the floor to make these plays. It's going to happen, GM. I don't care what you say. Game one, huh? Game one. All right. Expe- you know why? Expectations. Establish precedence. That's what it is. Culture established. Culture established. Love GM, to see it. at some point, you will do this with me. Yeah. You will do. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, shit. We're fucking in. I didn't, do this I didn't buy in, though. No. Oh, okay. Well, if you're watching, I was trying to get him to do the dance. He did half, but his heart wasn't in it. I could already tell. <laughs> Your heart was not in it, GM. Definitely not. Let's highlight a little bit of what uh, Jabari, uh, one Jabari Smith. Dude, first of all, motherfucker's yoked. Yeah, Holy Jabari shit. looks like. Why? Like, where did that come from? My man. Did he hop- do a couple of push-ups? No. What, did he lift weights my, and then? Show my up? man hopped in the hyperbaric chamber Holy and trained crap. with Vegeta and Goku. There's like no way. And decided like, dude is yo, a freaking like. Dude, I'm well, be yoked. I, I tweeted and I was like, this dude looks like he just like started training with Giannis's trainer because there's just no way this dude is coming in looking yoked like that. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And it's not even just the look of that press conference, but if you look in pictures, like I, I knew Jalen had gained muscle, but there wasn't actually much of Jabari. Like there's a little bit of him working out here and there. He did yeah. he did the workouts with Jason Tatum, but there you know, he did the yoga, obviously. Shouts to yoga for my yogis out there. Yeah. Um, you included. But uh there's there was the, the totality of pictures was Pretty seldom, so the fact that you're right, he kind of does come out of the hyperbolic time chamber uh, where time slows down, and he probably spent a good year in there. And like, dude, it's fucking yoked now. I don't know if this is like, I don't know if we're being, uh, I don't know if we're being deceived here, but uh, I, I think this is pretty much. I mean, it looks like from from what I see from an aesthetic standpoint, dude mm-hmm. looks like he gained muscle. Um, Jabari Smith talked about one thing that obviously uh, meant. Which was which was huge, I think, in terms of his growth and the the things is that he wants to be instill more confidence in himself as a player. He wants to be more effective in his game in the in the way that he's uh, kind of setting the table, not just for himself, but becoming now a second year guy in a team full of young players. So he is the he is a pseudo vet now, quote unquote, and he's yeah. actually looking forward to that role. He even said he's he wants to thrive in that role. He can't wait to work with the younger players. He wants to be that guy he sees himself as a leader and you stuff that you love to hear overall gm thoughts on one jabari smith jr um on his kind of the mindset going in uh to this uh training camp preseason and overall the season i mean he came into the summer league like a man on a mission and uh, not first half people were already kind of doubting him yeah it's kind of i crazy. was not doubting him i said just wait <laughs> hey, man jabari smith is a second half performer that happens but stand on that law for jabari 
I'm just extremely happy to see that he took his offseason very seriously in terms of his you training. Can tell. You know, he put on muscle because he knows who he has to guard in this league. And there's a lot of big guys in this league that you got to, you know, be prepared for, use that body. And I think Jabari understands that the value that he presents to this team is also defensively. I mean, he's a great perimeter defender for a big, but he's got to be able to guard down low. And he understands that in, to succeed in this league, you got to be able to bang too, and Jabari looks like he's prepared to bang in the paint. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm anticipating a huge boost in terms of his shooting. Uh, it's going to be a year. You know, he's already his rookie year. You kind of learn from your downfalls, and he improved towards the end of the year. So what I'm looking forward now, looking forward to now is consistency, and I think Jabari Smith Jr. will bring that. He's got the mindset. He's got the maturity. He, he carries himself with such a swagger. And, you know, the fact that he works out with Tari Eason, like, all the time, they're best friends. Yeah, they're and, like freaking brothers. Yeah, they're, like, literally inseparable. Like, like tied to the hip. I think that's awesome. I'm here for you it. You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And that's the kind of brotherhood that you want to push in terms of teammates. And to see uh, Jabari be able to do that and also train with Tari Eason, I think they are going to help each other improve as well. Agreed. So I, I, you just love to see it. I want to see the uh, – I, I well, you – Put out the video on Twitter about that it went viral when I said that I think he's going to average 38 to 39 percent from three. He's going to be the ultimate X factor, and he's going to lead. He's going to if if we if we avoid the plan and make the six seed, or even dare I say go higher, it's he's going to be the X factor. GM, I want to take a one point beyond that. He's not going to be the X factor. He's going to be the Bari factor. <laughs> Yo, I like that. You like? That, I like huh? that. You like that? I just came I like up with it literally just now. The Jabari I don't know what factor, it is. I think yeah. I'm buying into the like hype that. way too much, but the Bari factor is real, and I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. Um, you guys got. I don't need to go into too much depth. Y'all already know. I do. I do. GM wasn't available for an episode, and I devoted. I spoke for one hour, just me, on this show, talking about Jabari's game winner. Uh, the game winner uh, was against the Pelicans, right? Was it against the Pelicans? The Pelicans. I, don't, I, don't I think remember, it was the Pelicans. Don't underestimate how much this Pelicans. man can talk. So, especially about my son Jabari. So, I fully expect the leap to happen. Dude is fucking built for it. And uh, GM, I do want to maneuver over to this last segment here as we're trying. As time is starting to wind down, and we're starting to kind of get the go home cue from our producer. Let's go ahead and just talk about one Amin Thompson. Look, this man right here is. Uh, he even said, "Okay, this was his goals." Literally, he said, "He wants to win Rookie of the Year." He wants to be on the all-defensive team. He wants to make the playoffs. This year! Honestly, I love that. I love that he's very goal-oriented. Come on! Two of them are individuals. Yes, I understand. But all-defensive team. You don't really see many rookies. You don't really see many... you don't really see many rookies come and talk about their defense uh, like the way that Amen Thompson did. And playoffs, like, that's huge. Huge! You know, and... I love that he that's that's how he wants to go about it. The man wants to make the playoffs and he wants to make the commission proud. He wants to get the six seed. Make Papa proud. Not really. I'm not saying he wants to succeed. He just wants to get in and that's where I think I it's a possibility. Just like I've already put all I feel like my thought process on this, I've already put all my chips into this into this pot. And uh, if we just like you know what we need? We need to we need the Rockets to take a, a book take a take a page from the Texans handbook. I need this team to fucking go in. Like, I need this team to be what the Texans are doing right now. Set, like, set a motherfucking precedence now. Like, they started 0-2. 
But then they went 2-0 yeah. since. Yeah. Set that precedence. Let the league fucking know this is not the same team we once were. We are a different fucking team. It's You're true. coming into Toyota Center. I want them to feel like they can't just come to Houston and get a dub. They can't come to Toyota Center and get a dub. Hell no. You're going to go through uh, all of these players. You're going to go through the hardships of playing against a, like, a, like a dog like Dylan Brooks, the Tari Bari factor. You're going to go against uh, someone like a uh, someone like a Fred Van Vliet, a savvy mm-hmm. point guard dog. You're going to play against a star in Jalen Green. You're, you know, th- this is the, these are the guys. This is the core. Um, I can't wait to see ultimately what this team is able to do. GM, we have to go ahead and close this episode as our producer gives us a go-home cue here. GM, I'm super excited in terms of what the Rockets are going to bring. Um, this is going to be it. We can't wait. Uh, we're going to be chronicling the tra- uh, training camp as it happens. It's going to be coming out. Oh, well, uh, well, training camp starts tomorrow, and it's going to be yeah. going to be out throughout the rest of the week, uh, October. 10th or not uh, October 10th is I the think, first preseason is game. the first preseason game yeah, so that's well, a week from Thursday yes or Wednesday uh, oh it's a week from tomorrow a week from tomorrow so we're Oops. starting it's 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 coming pretty soon it's coming fast GM it's been a minute we haven't done this in quite a while so let's give the people what they want give the people what they want all right people make sure to follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at summit s-o-m-p-o-d Follow uh, the podcast on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore POD. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Keep wow. going. Right, I wasn't cool, going to cool, stop cool. it. No, you were uh, right. And, you know, make sure to follow at Apollo NBA and follow the company, the boys, over at Apollo HOU. It's been a while since I've done that. I haven't. I wasn't going to stop you. I was going to let you ride that wave like Johnny Tsunami. I was not going to stop it. I was going to let you roll. So I, I felt like I was going to crash that wave. No, you did not crash that wave. You got a 10 out of 10, good sir. You just, just made the wave. Shouts to Johnny Tsunami. Um, you can follow me as well on Twitter, at Summit Commission. Shouts to all of our Apollo Podcast Network. Brother, are fucking killing the game right now. They really are. Uh, at Apollo Texans, off the gridiron. Please give them a follow and a listen for all your Houston Texans content. Uh, for the Houston Astros content, the crown jewel of all podcasts beyond the diamond. Be sure to give them your listen as they get ready to go into the playoffs and tee off for possibly another big run, maybe another World Series championship. We can all hope. Um, shout outs to our friends from, uh, oh man, so you see, like I'm starting to flub now. Apollo Pop Culture uh, that continue uh, to kill the game. Make sure to follow them, the One Take Podcast, for all your pop culture needs, music, videos, movies, etc., all that good stuff. We appreciate each and every one of y'all for just continuing to follow us as your first Houston Rockets listen. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Episode 176 officially in the books. We're 176, in, holy crap. We're inching to 200, GM. It is happening. We're we should getting do there. something pretty big for we're 200. We're getting there. We're going to do something for 200. It's we'll coming. See. Wow, no confidence whatsoever. We're excited uh, to get this out to y'all. So episode 176 officially in the books. Rockets Media Day 2023 is officially in the books. The Houston Rockets are so damn back professionalism is back let's get it we are back the bari factor is real turn all these into a shirt villain brooks give it to me i need it one time we appreciate each and every one of y'all thank you so much uh, for listening to us Uh, we're going to end this episode as we end every episode with go apollo go summit houston rockets basketball's pretty much fucking back go rockets the summit for, 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 for life